0: Well, welcome back. In episode number 33 today, my husband, Fred, and I are going to be really enhancing what we were talking about in our last episode about things that hinder you from living the life that God intends for you. And we're going to dig in today on fear, because now more than ever, we are living in a time that fear is being sold to us on a daily basis. You know, fear of the unknowns and the what ifs and the outcomes and, You know, there's a lot of people that are afraid of making mistakes and um, they really get paralyzed and trapped. And fear is a tactic of the enemy that wants to hinder you and restrict you from living a thriving life. So my husband and I are going to share just really some, some personal examples as well as teach you God's word to help you live in victory and live the life that God intends for you. So grab a pen and paper, because you're going to want to take notes on this one. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. All right. Well, friends, Fred and I are going to talk about fear. And we've had some people ask us some questions from our last podcast. Can you expound upon how do I not get bound in fear? How can I live in faith and live the life that God calls me to live and in believing and trusting him? And so we want to give you some practical application today as well as God's truth and just help you walk that out uh, in victory. So welcome, Fred.
1: Yeah, great. Um, first, first of all, in your introduction, you you know you made the statement that we are continuously being sold fear. And um, you know, just because we're being sold fear doesn't mean we have to be a buyer. Right. And you know, we can reject fear. Um, you know, we can turn from fear. We can grow. But I really like to say is we can actually mature and grow out of fear. And uh, we'll get into that uh, here in a little bit. But um, yeah, to your point, Laura, you're, we're just getting. Just getting hammered, hammered left and right um, from below, from on top and from every different angle um, regarding the wrong types of fear. And, you know, and, and I just want to address that real quick. Um, if you actually study out the word, it says the, the fear of God is the beginning of, of wisdom. And, you know, that's not the fear that we're actually talking about. That fear um, about uh, being the beginning of wisdom is in Proverbs 9 and 10. And really what that fear in that, in that context is, is actually a reverential fear and respect. An awe, a um, of of a reverence of putting God first in our lives. So we're not talking about that fear, right. and we're also not talking about of like a fear of protection of falling or or diagnosing a situation in our, in our minds where we sense danger, danger, which right. is uh, really a a. a fear that god put in our our hearts or an awareness right and to avoid those circumstances it was that would cause us personal injury so we're not talking about that fear right what we're talking about today is really the fear that comes from the enemy that not only attacks our hearts but attacks our imagination it attacks our our our, our ability to make decisions our ability to risk um in a lot of different areas of our life and in in this fear tells us a story about our future or wrongly tells us is a story about our future based on past experience of our past that may have not been positive and, um, is, is not true. And, um, and it's written into the beliefs of the wrong beliefs that we have in our heart. You know, so the enemy has a playbook on us because he knows our bad experiences. He knows what we're terrified of. He, and he uses that against us. We're really talking about that, that, uh, a spirit of fear that that really restricts us and really really sets us back and and keeps us from living that thriving life. That's the fear we're talking about today.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we don't even recognize a lot of times when we're operating in fear. And I know that was much of my life. I didn't recognize that it was fear that was restricting me. And it was unresolved trauma. But it was really fear is telling yourself a story and you know everyone probably has heard the acronym of fear false expectations appearing real and the bible calls those vain imaginations and we're to cast those down and so we're to take authority over them and but we have to recognize first of all those thoughts
1: well yeah recognizing it rightly dividing your own thought life is a very good place to start right and and also do you know doing the hard work and getting you know having to deal with past expectations or past experience that create wrong expectations for the future. And, you know, and you're absolutely right. We're, you know, these fears, what they really do is they limit us. Mm-hmm. They keep us, they, they make us risk adverse. Right. Okay. They keep us from stepping out in faith and doing great things. You know, if you actually go to the book of Daniel in Daniel eleven thirty two, it says that those, those people who know their God will do great exploits. Well, what's happening here the, the more, the more, you know, God, and enter into a relationship him, the, the uh, limiting and the risk-adverse mentality or belief system starts to, to erode or fade away. And you actually open yourselves up to doing things, stepping out in faith to doing things that are that are actually even beyond you and will amaze you, and, 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 it's, and, and always for the positive impact on yourself and people around you. Um, the, other, the other aspect of, of, of that is what it, the negative effects is in relationships. Um, It keeps you risk adverse of entering new relationships, but also it actually binds you sometimes to bad relationships because you have a a fear of exiting traumatic or bad relationships because you're afraid to be alone. Right. or you're afraid to move on from something, because you've painted in your heart, What, what where am I going to go next? What's going to happen? I'm going to be alone. So it affects our relationships in, in a negative way, be either we're clinging to something that's bad, or we refuse to actually step forward in a risk situation and open our hearts up to, 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 to possibilities of, of, of phenomenal relationships. So it affects us there, and probably the worst thing that this fear does is make us it makes us prisoners in our own minds in our own imagination
0: right
1: it this fear actually restricts us to actually believe or positively affect things because we you you know we use have that god-given imagination and these wonderful thoughts come to us but fear immediately comes and steals a positive imagination, a positive expectation, a positive outcome, in 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 you know, God may give you something, and you may have this idea, oh, I can do this business, oh, I can I can build something, I can step out in faith and step out in risk and do things, and and you see that in your imagination, but what fear will be do, will come and steal that, right. and, and create a create a false belief of i can't accomplish that and that's not true at all so these those three areas of limiting in relationships limiting in risk and being a prisoner of our own mind is is really debilitating and it's common unfortunately
0: yeah and again half the time we don't even recognize it because we're not trained in it um and like I said, we're being sold fear to look at your circumstances, look at your situation and the world around you, and that can easily cause you to, to doubt. And so that's where, you know, I had to recognize this in myself and realize, wait a minute, if God is for me, who can be against me? And that's where I had to start learning the word and memorizing scriptures so they would come out of my own mouth. Not so I was trying to make them happen, but to really encourage my heart, like you were talking about. We have to encourage ourselves. And we have to, the scriptures are comforting, they're equipping, you know, the gospel is the power being released in our life. And so it always comes back to, you know, Jeremiah, 33.3 says, um, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't know. That's Lori's paraphrase of it. And um, that is where we have to go first is is to seek God and to get his truth, his way in his life. And one of the things that I did to help me recognize that thought, is it fear or is it trusting God and believing God? You know, John 10.10, you mentioned it the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life in abundance that to the full overflow. So recognizing, first of all, is that thought stealing, killing and destroying? Or is it life producing? And then I also would go to 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight, where it's talking about love is patient, love is kind. So that is God's, because God is love, so that I would start benefiting my heart by saying, wait, God is patient, and God is kind, he is loving towards me, and he is going to help me. And I'm going to look at these thoughts and help bring them back into his way, his truth and his life. And that just helped me, first of all, recognize that thought. And then it's going to produce an emotion. Well, where's that that coming from? And then it was Genesis back in Genesis three, when God says to Adam and Eve, who told you, you were naked? Who told you? So that thought that we have, well, who told you that you couldn't do this? Who told you that that's a limiting belief or that you have, you can't risk it? Who told you that you wouldn't be successful in business? So by looking at that, who told you, and then we have to go to God and say God show me truth. Holy Spirit, you're the spirit of truth who guides and directs my steps and shows me things to come. So we always have to come back to that relationship with God.
1: Yeah, and exactly like it says in Daniel, you know, those that know their God shall do great exploits. Well, you know, uh, in my walk life or in my life, you know, I I've struggled with fear significantly in my, you know, in, in um, it's it's really funny to tell the stories about how fear affected me, you know, I was terrified, terrified just to be in public and talking to somebody and being, you know, you put me in front of a group when I was in my twenties and I was terrified to get up in front and speak in front of people. And, you know, I had to work that out, you know, as we were walking yesterday together down the street and, you know, it wouldn't be anything for me today to actually just throw something out there to somebody to recognize something about them and compliment them or ask a question and to get them in the conversation to meet them or to engage them. Well, you put me in that spot 15, 20 years ago. There's, I would just freeze. I would just walk right on by and not, not, not do nervous. that. Yeah. And why, and the question is, well, why would that be? What happened? Sure. How did I overcome the fear of people, fear of man? And the answer to that is renewing my mind, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Right. And, and you know, now I actually have this sense of confidence. And this confidence doesn't come from anything I did. It comes from actually renewing my mind and knowing who I truly am in God, right. truly am in Jesus, truly with the power of the Holy Spirit. And now I have this compassion and love for people that's that supersedes my past.
0: right?
1: And I have an understanding of the Word of God and who I am as over that supersedes and, and trumps my past circumstances and failures. Right, And the only way you can really get there to do that, and, and, and I'm not over yet, I still work on some things, right? But the only way you can really do that is renew your mind and come into relationship with God and, and, and let God be true and every man a liar. Essentially, what that scripture says, and I don't know the address I'll come up with, is that it, when you put God first and you put His word first and you enter into a relationship, and then these other things fall fall away. And and it's really the fear of man. And you can actually read about the fear of man in Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, and it says in the word that the fear of man is a snare.
0: Mm-hmm. A trap. And you
1: know if you're caught in a trap, you can't move. Right. You're you're now subject to anything else that comes along. Yeah, to get devoured. To get devoured, right? Because you can't move, you can't escape. You're in a snare, yeah. and it's important that we understand we have these fears of man that affect our that affect our relationships. And that's that's and so the more you know God, the more you've become free, and the more you overcome these fears that that come up and, and hinder you to move forward and live a thriving life.
0: Yeah, fear of man is a big one that uh, I think we have victories, and then we recognize, oh, there's another layer, you know, we have, you might have different people that cause you to really just get paralyzed. And I can't do this, because what will they think? Or what will they say? Or, um, you know, for example, people that are in an abusive marriage, I talk to a lot of women that are having very troubled marriages. And the number one thing they tell me is they feel stuck, that they can't make a decision to get healthy because what are people going to say because they're Christians and they shouldn't be having these problems in their marriages? Well, that is a problem because they're never going to be able to move forward and be able to get the help and the freedom that they need to, to thrive.
1: Uh, yeah, again, that the fear of man hinders, hinders, hinders relationships, either in a marriage or, or you know, any any type of relationship. Right. Your fear of something that neg- neg- negatively going to happen. Again, your, your fear look has you look through a lens of your future, to your future. That it's shaped negatively by fear, doubt, unbelief, and negative experiences that have happened, and, and 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 probably the worst thing that fear does in that situation, is it defers hope. Right. And when hope is deferred, it makes the heart sick. Yeah. And and there's many people that are just caught in that snare, that have lost hope of ever getting out. Mm-hmm. And, and they live, live lives that are they're, that are are basically a stuck, hopeless life with no hope of actually thriving in, in both the relationship and their life. And, right. and, and, and you know, it's our, our desire to actually t- t- point people to Jesus, right. point people to God and to get them out of that trap. And so they can move on, thrive in relationships, thrive in their careers, right? And yeah. thrive in all the things that they're called to do. And to do those great exploits, you know, you can do great exploits in the business world. You can do great exploits in your community. You can do great exploits in your church and you can do great exploits in your in your personal relationships. And and that's 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 really what we want to 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 really um, focus on today is, you know, there is hope. Right. And and the closer you grow to God, the more you renew your mind, the more you come into relationship with him to, to the point in Daniel that these people do great exploits. Our, our, what I want to do here is just point you to Jesus, point you to the Holy Spirit, to a, a compassionate, loving Father that is not judging you, right. that actually the more you get to know him, the more fear, the more the fear falls away.
0: Right. Well, and I think a, a key aspect of that is knowing that, first of all, God is not mad at you because, it, and, and really the answer is perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. But if you think that God is mad at you, there's going to be a fearful relationship that you have, like you're going to be afraid to approach him. But we always say, you know, first of all, if you fess up, or if you mess up, you fess up, just speak to God about it. But knowing that you can boldly approach God because of Jesus, because the blood of Christ was shed for you, God is not mad at you. He poured out all of that anger for sin upon Jesus on the cross, and He doesn't remember your sin anymore, past, present, future. And I think that right there is such a hard truth for so many people that grew up in a religious environment. Uh, You know, the church where it was behavior modification and they were always given the rules and the regulations and and do this or God will be mad at you or God can't stand in the presence of sinners. I mean, those are just all wrong teachings. It's got to be understanding that God is at peace with you. It's the gospel of peace, peace with God, and and that you know that you can boldly come to him in his presence and receive his unconditional love and grace and mercy. And so if you're dealing with fear, your heart has not been established in God's love for you. We try to focus so much on loving God and loving people, right? Because that's the greatest command that we've been taught. Love God, love people. But in order to love God and love people, you have to first receive God's love. God is love. And you cannot give away what you do not receive. So I'm going to say what changed my life from being fearful and having a wrong view of God was recognizing God's love for me and then receiving that love and then continually going to him to get his view and opinion and that's that was a key thing for me
1: yeah well a lot of people you know jesus said a new commandment i give you correct and um have to figure out where the address is a new commandment i give you that love one another as i have loved
0: you yeah i think it's at the end of john 13 i think yeah well that's
1: very critical because how did how did jesus love us
0: Unconditionally. I mean, he sacrificed. Sacrificial.
1: Unconditionally to the cross. Unconditionally. Right. Right. And um, so essentially what Jesus is saying, I have loved you first. Yes. Right? Unconditionally. Yes. Without... I've done everything. He was a propitiation for sin. He loved you unconditionally. Now he's just asking you to love one another. Right. And so you have to understand that gave got that Jesus loved you first and loved you unconditionally. And he's not keeping score on you.
0: And he didn't wait till you had it all cleaned up. Says so while we were yeah, yet sinners, fact, Christ In fact, if you actually read in
1: so. Acts, the apostles didn't even have it all cleaned up in Acts. So. No. <laughs> we never they got, get it all. They never up. get it. You never get it perfect. But it didn't restrict them from doing to always. Um, um reconciling to one another getting it right engaging one another and, and walking in that type of freedom that he, that he that he secured for us and you know if you really want to know the love of God we just suggest you really focus on the gospel of John and the in John's epistles first John and second John and you know, as it relates to fear in John chapter four, actually, it says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? First John four. First John. Yeah, first John four seventeen. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now that's quite a statement. Right. But what's he meaning there is because when you're born again, you have his spirit. Right. Yeah, your spirit you are in his eyes you are perfect. And as as he walked in this world, so are you walking in this world? He views you as perfect. He be, be views you as his child and you've got you're entitled to all the rights that he had and, and you have the and the power to walk in it. And, and and it goes on to say there is no fear in love. Okay? But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. And you just referenced that earlier. So essentially since God is love and you are and so so are you in this world. So now you're love and the more you focus on that, the more you renew your mind to the, your identity in Christ, the more love takes the, t- takes the higher seat, mm-hmm. takes the higher position of governing your thoughts and dictating your life to affect your risk, the things you're willing to do, to affect your relationships that you choose to engage and frees you from a, being a prisoner in your own mind, in your own imagination, to free you to do things that are, that he's called you to do to positively impact people for in this world.
0: Yeah, and love never fails and that's where one of the things that helped me was recognizing what is my motive? And my motive is to be love. Because Jesus was moved by compassion. So that has to be our motive, our underlying motive for anything. Has to be love because love never fails. So that will help you take that step forward of faith, but really recognizing God's love for you. And that's where you can go into those scriptures and have them written down and read them to influence your heart and mind, and then speak them and declare them over yourself that this is the truth, that God is with me. So if God is with me, who can be against me? God, you are so for me. I thank you that you are going to work all of this out for my good, that what the enemy meant for evil, God, you're turning it for good, and that you're going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can imagine or ask for according to the power that works in me, which is the Holy Spirit, which is your abiding presence in me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like Those are the things that will help you and empower you to move forward in believing and trusting. God and taking that step of faith
1: well well said Lori and and in closing I just want to say one thing about when fear comes Mm -hmm. you know as you renew your your renew your mind in 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 your heart to the truth of, of who you are who God is who you are in the word of in the word of God in your mind natural mind you know when those thoughts of fear comes you have to actually aggressively attack them right you actually have to put them under your feet using your words and using your belief system and and i'll just i'll just leave it at that when you are confronted with fear i said you have you have really two options you can succumb to it and give it place or you can actually aggressively attack it and reject it and put put in in and, and put truth in the the truth ahead of it. And and when you become able to do that, rightly divide your thought life and be able to do that, that's when you start becoming victory and you overcome. Mm
0: -hmm. Very good. Well, if you're in a place where you're struggling with fear, reach out to us. Email us. um, Laurie at com. I'll have that in the show notes. But, um, you know, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of sound mind. And I know we can quote that scripture, um, but what does that really look like to you? And that's where you always go to the Lord. And again, Lord, show me truth. Holy Spirit, you're the spirit of truth. You guide and direct my steps. You show me these things. And asking him, and then going, asking him scriptures to give you, that's his job that's what he wants to do but it all comes in the context of having a deeper intimate relationship with the lord who created you and who loves you and lavishes that love upon you and will give you those answers so seek him first and all these other things will be added to you so we just encourage you to um really step out and be who God called you to be, because that is the life where you will thrive in every aspect of life. We bless you.